Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode 104 of Starting the Conversation. Uh, I'm your host, Alice Benham, here with this week's co-host. I just said, here we, <laughs> here with, I should say, this week's co-host, Heather. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. How you feeling? Quite nervous. Mm-hmm. Worried I'm just going to derail, but hopefully I'll stay on track. I think that's part of the fun. <laughs> Before we hit record, we were just talking about how we should turn this into an ASMR podcast. Oh yeah, we'll get all up and close to the microphone. Do you think people would enjoy that? <laughs> I don't think they would get the full effect if no. I were to like lick the microphone right now. Oh, no. no let's not. Probably should not. <laughs> let's not do that. I just thought you know, has a preference. We're in they? the hundreds now. I feel like I need to experiment a bit. <laughs> ASMR business advice. Has it been done? Um, Probably probably not. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Don't you just think there's weirdos out there? Someone will have done it. Someone will like it. Oh. It's best not to think about stuff like that. Anyway, moving on. Low high. What do you want to start with? I'm going to leave it up to you. Oh, well, my low is quite recent. Okay, let's go with that then. Yesterday, I sat in quite an important meeting. And as I crossed my leg underneath my other leg, my jeans ripped. (gasps) I could suddenly feel my skin against the fabric of the sofa and I thought oh, mm, was it a leather sofa that's not right no it's a fabric sofa oh, okay could be worse and I was like oh that feels refreshing um <laughs> and a breeze I thought oh well, I'll rearrange to not make it any worse however it got significantly worse so I had a huge rip across my right thigh along the bottom of my bum oh thankfully I took a coat because I wasn't going to take a coat so I could be a high of the week because I took a coat to the yeah. appointment yeah but, um had to quickly detour off to my friend's house buy a pair of trousers and get changed it was quite embarrassing because I wow. wasn't sure what people could see because it was behind me. Yeah. Wasn't sure how much of it was visible. There are jeans that are actually meant to be like that. It's not a look for can me. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, it's too Just cold. Little, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not really thinking about the temperature here, Heather. There's um, <laughs> more thing. Imagine just someone turning around and there just being a slit underneath Ooh, their butt cheek. Yeah, not a look. I read an article the other day, <laughs> says a lot about the quality <laughs> of content I consume, that was like, the bottom of the butt cheek is the new cleavage. Oh. <laughs> you know, like where like your butt cheek meets your leg and yeah, it kind of yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. a cleavage. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's only if you don't have a perky ass, <laughs> which is, hello me. Um, and I just thought, interesting. Oh, no, I'm not sure about that. How so about you that? could have just been very on trend. Very on trend. and people, Maybe people would have liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable walking around Sainsbury's <laughs> with Fair my ass hanging out. Very <laughs> enough. I mean, good to know that about yourself. Yeah. Good to experiment. You tried. I tried. I tried to be out. cool. Here we are. It failed. Fair enough. Uh, I'm trying to think what my low would be. I often go for very surface level lows and sometimes I All think right. I should make it a bit deep. But then sometimes I make it deep and think, Alice, you didn't need to take it there. Keep it light. Yeah, we'll keep <laughs> like it to a surface level. Deep or light. My low at the moment would be that <laughs> she is speaking slower so she can think of said low um gosh i've got quite dry lips right now oh yeah don't know if you can see can Tis you see the season no i can't do you not can think you mine? Correct? yeah yeah sorry right, was I, meant to say no? <laughs> I mean i think you can see actually mine. You saying that now i can see yours <laughs> now that you say that ooh, no, no that it's the there. season isn't it yeah and i just you know we've actually I've just done a recording before this and the whole time I thought I'm going to put some lip balm on after this. Did I put lip oh, balm no. on after that? No. Forgot. So here I am and I'm a serial, serial lip licker. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. You've probably seen me doing that a lot. No, not at all. <laughs> so you lick them for a bit of moisture. Damn, that comes and bites you on the ass, doesn't it? Because <laughs> in two minutes time, they're going to be drier than they ever were. Yeah. Not worth it. Yeah, it's like digging a hole. Yeah. 
It's like when you eat a donut and you're not allowed to lick your lips. That's how I feel when I've got dry lips. Oh, the temptation. I just want to lick them. Mm. I wouldn't let someone else lick them, though. Uh, yes. <laughs> Another licking things. A <laughs> detour. <laughs> this is the way this is going. <laughs> Let's go to our highs in the hope that that lifts both the mood and also the grossness of this podcast mm. up. Okay. Let's bring the highs. Where um, are we at? My high... Hasn't yet been, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Ooh, okay. Um, so tomorrow I've got a session and Sunday I've got a session being filmed, a newborn photo shoot for an upcoming social media push so people can see behind the scenes of a session. And I'm just very much looking forward to that is very creating cool. something new. So yeah, my partner's a videographer, so he's roped him in. Talk about strategic yeah it's very handy (laughs) you've done well for yourself so i'm very much looking forward to that so it's not necessarily a high so far but i'm looking forward to it a high in advance is a good one yeah i'm gonna follow your train of thought there and also go for a high in advance it's a friday Mm. i rarely record podcasts on a friday so this feels odd feels like it should be a tuesday right now but i'm glad it's not a tuesday because this has been a week it's not been a bad week nothing's gone wrong I'm just ready for it to end. <laughs> it's been enough. Uh, and tonight I am off to see my good pal, Chloe. And oh, whenever yeah. I see her, it's just good times. And every time I go and stay with her, if you follow Chloe on Instagram, you're going to think she's the healthiest person in the world. Do you follow her? Yeah, yeah. So you, what do you think she eats? Healthy stuff, right? Yeah, I'd say she she's a bit of a salad gal. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get to Chloe's house every single time we get takeaway. Oh, that wow. girl loves herself a Chinese. Does she? She loves herself a kebab. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can she eat? And I say that out of celebration and joy because I'm going to see her later. And yeah. therefore that means that's what we will engage with. Yeah, you know what's coming for you. Exactly. She's Although I have just remembered I've got, I'm doing some work things this evening with Chloe, which is still fun. So I don't, I need to stop thinking the second we stop this recording, I'm off work. No. You I feel like, I feel like I'm off evening. work kind of now. Like, yeah, I'm already no filter. I'm talking about licking. But it's work and people. food. So it's not that bad. Dreamy combo. Yeah. Dreamy combo. Yeah. I feel like we did a pretty good job at lifting the... Lifting the vibe there with that high. Yeah, absolutely. We I just have to hope that those highs actually do become true because they haven't happened yet. No, I'd have to report back on that next week. Yeah, I don't want to speak negativity over us. No. But, you know, the whole don't count your, what's it called? Don't count your eggs before they've hatched. Don't count your chickens before they've hatched. Oh, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't Something like that. that one. <laughs> I mean, it's basically like don't. you could say don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like, it's going to be amazing. Don't pin all your hopes on it yeah we could just use all the egg analogy really. <laughs> if anyone's got any more podcast at alicebenham.co.uk you know where to send them mm. great great highlight yeah i Thanks. enjoyed that that's nice okay this week's conversation starter is one that has been explored before on the podcast and i think because it's something that's so relevant to my experience, gets touched on a lot, but it's something that I'm really interested to explore as I'm sat down with someone who has a very similar, but obviously different because it's a different person, experience to me. Mm-hmm. And that was possibly the worst way to introduce what is a very simple conversation <laughs> starter, making out like it's the freaking matrix. <laughs> um, and that is the topic of starting a business young. And I guess more specifically within that, what that looks like for your relationships both with the people in your personal life, so friends and family, and also with people in business as you step into work. So can you start by giving people a bit of context? How old were you when you started your business? And kind of a brief summary of what that looked like. Yeah, so I went to college and then as soon as I left there, I started working as a photographer for myself. Is college when you're 
16, 17? Yeah, so I was the oldest in my year. So I think I started at 18 and left at 19. Okay. Possibly around that region. A-levels. Is yeah, that what college yeah, is? but I did a diploma, so I just gotcha. focused on just photography. Gotcha. So went from doing that for two years to leaving. I had about two, three other friends who were self-employed. I went leaving college, um, but that was it. And then I went straight from into that. So I did, one of my friends was a dog walker. So I photographed her when she was out for her walks, helped with her branding and sort of more headshots kind of style photography couple of weddings so tried to cover all bases to try and work out what on earth am I doing now yep. that I've left and I'm sort of out on my own because nobody else from the course really did anything so there was none of that everybody in the same boat kind of thing okay so I went from doing that did the weddings thought oh should I be going to university but then that turned out to not really be something that was going to be beneficial because I could dedicating my life well three years of my life to doing mm-hmm. one course I was a bit like daunted by it I feel you yeah so I sort of went through the phases of trying to work out what it is I want to do thankfully those couple of friends who were self-employed really helped me go along with that and then started thinking about actually I think I'd quite like to do families and newborns a couple of my other friends were starting to have babies and stuff so that kind of worked out once their little ones had grown up a bit I could practice on that mm-hmm. then I worked out like this is actually what I want to do Started going down the more traditional route of newborn photography. Yeah. Realised, yeah, I'm not gelling with this at all. It was the whole (laughs) posing babies on a blanket kind of thing. I was travelling to loads of people's homes, but it was very, very reliant on setup. Some people's homes didn't have enough room for me to set up all the props and everything like that. Uh, So I started thinking, this isn't gelling, this isn't what I want to do. And then I started training to be a lifestyle photographer, which is where I'm still going to the family's home but they're in the photos as well. It's all about cuddling your baby and being there in the photos and being present. And then instantly that just took off as being something, a market I didn't know was there and didn't think there was a demand for it. Mm -hmm. But then once you delve in, you find out that there are a few people who do want that and you've just got to get into them. And there weren't many other photographers doing it either. Okay. Yeah. So so have you been self-employed since 19? Yes. And how old are you now? 24, turning 25. Gotcha. Okay. Mm. So it's all you've known. Yeah. Same for me. If people have listened to my episode about my story, similar kind of situation from straight out of school, obviously very different set of events and ultimate business, but similar thing where it's kind of all I've known and all that I've done. Mm. So shall we start by touching on the kind of friends and family aspect? Yeah. Because I think there's a lot that I experienced in starting a business so young at 17 that I never expected, that I was never conscious of. And actually that at the time I didn't really understand, Mm -hmm. but looking back, I can kind of figure out a lot more. And it's definitely one of those things that I kind of wish I'd understood sooner was I guess the impact of doing something like starting a business Mm -hmm. when you're at that age, when so many people are doing different things, the impact that that does have on your relationships and then ultimately what you've got to do to make sure that you're still supported yeah. and to sustain those relationships. Yeah. So what did that look like for you? Because it sounds like you kind of had a mixed bag where I'm sure there were a lot of people in your life that didn't run their own businesses and choose that mm-hmm. um, lifestyle and that got it. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you also had a group of people who did get it a little bit more and had chosen that. Yeah. So, yeah. so my friends like? in school were very much focused on the career ladder. Like they were very much thinking, right, I'm going to go straight from school. I'm going to do A-levels. I know mm. exactly what I'm going to do after that. And were working themselves up the corporate ladder, which has worked well for them. Mm. Both my parents are self-employed. So I saw the highs and the lows during my childhood and like teenage life of seeing them. So they were home a lot, which was great. But then there was also like the financials of up and down 
as it goes. So yeah, I got to see a lot of that. Mm. And then when I left school, there was uh, when I left college, sorry, there was a couple of people who were self-employed, but the rest sort of just were trying to find themselves and work out what they wanted to do. It was the classic like gap year bit or going straight off to university. Mm-hmm. So like there was a lot going on and everybody was trying to find their own way. And for me, it was just, I'd seen my parents being self-employed. I thought, okay, well, let's take the pros out of that with the fact that they can be home when they want to be home or they can travel away when they need to travel away. Um, I just thought, this is the life I want. I want to sort of do things on my own terms because I had a couple of part-time jobs, which worked fine in saving up for a few things. Mm. But ultimately, I just didn't like that whole get up, do this by a certain time. You only get to leave when you've done X, Y, and Z. Kind of wanted a bit more of a life on my terms. Uh Like traveling was quite important to me. So being able to save my own money with my own efforts Mm -hmm. to be able to fund that Mm -hmm. was something quite important. So yeah, I saw self-employment and the corporate ladder from lots of different areas. Okay. That's really interesting to me because Mm. when I went self-employed, I didn't know anyone who was doing it. My, no one in my family is, none of my friends were. So for me, the decision to go self-employed unintentionally really isolated me. Right. Because as a 17 year old running a business and the business that I had at 17 was so wildly different to mine now. Mm. You know, I was traveling all the time, making quite a lot of money, working with these big shiny corporates in London. That was so wildly different to what my friends were doing who were still finishing their A-levels, going to uni on their gap yards. It isolated me from them because we were just in such different places. Yeah. Where it sounds like for you, there was a bit more of a... It was a bit more of a smoother transition, yeah. I suppose. It was less like jumping in at the deep end. Mm. It was still daunting because it's still your own personal oh, for sure. experience. Oh, well, I've seen the highs and the lows. I don't necessarily want to experience those lows. I need to make sure I'm taking it up a level. I need yeah. to make sure that I'm not going to get those lows, which ultimately financial ups and downs, it's just part of it. Mm-hmm. But it definitely was a help to have had experience in seeing all sides of it before I took the plunge in deciding that this is the way I want to go. Yeah, And how did you find, you know, with kind of friends within your personal life who Mm -hmm. had gone for that kind of career ladder approach? Yeah. How did you find your relationship with them has shifted since, I guess, you know, in school doing the same thing every single day to you and them doing something that's pretty different? Yeah. What does that look like? To be honest, they just sort of drifted. You get your, you've got your core friends who Mm. are, regardless of what you do, are there. But for the large majority... Everybody just goes off and does their own thing. I went to a totally different college to where all my friends were going. Oh, of course. So you'd kind of already had that transition. I just broke off from it and went straight to college. So I didn't know anybody when I started college. It was just like a complete fresh. And then like at the end of the first year, a couple of people from the other colleges who weren't getting along with that way of running came over to this one. But by that time, I had my own group of friends there. Yeah. So made friends in college, but then they, not many of them really went on to do anything after that with the photography. So... It was quite hard. You leave your school chunk behind, which is a large portion of your like growing up life. And mm. then you go to college to start afresh and then you leave college and then you start another fresh. Yeah. So it's a lot of like starting again, but it just tends to just fizzle out really. And then you keep the core ones who no matter yeah. what you're doing are there. Yes. Yeah. And I think I even found with the core ones, there was still a yeah period of adjustment with them. Yeah. Because, and maybe this is, you know, I was... 17 so a couple of years younger than you so I mm-hmm. probably didn't have as much kind of self-awareness um or maybe kind of understanding for other people I was very much in the headspace of like I'm just going to get my head down and run yeah. this business and I think unintentionally kind of isolated myself from other people right just because I was so 
focused on it. Yeah. But those core friends are now back in my life because core friends, they stay. stick around. Yeah. And you figure things out and you talk it through. Yeah. But it's interesting that both of us started businesses in years that are already very formative in terms of relationships mm-hmm. because at a stage where already things are being tested and you naturally lose friends, mm-hmm. we kind of did something that just speeds up that process. Yeah. It's less of a natural fizzle out. It's more like you just cut out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not in a nasty, no. like, you're not relevant to my life anymore kind of way. No. But just quite a clear, we're now very different. Mm-hmm. And because you're not one of my core friends, that doesn't yeah. work anymore kind of way. And I've actually done an episode with one of my friends that I used to be really close with about how my work has impacted or did impact our relationship. So I might link that in the show notes if people Mm -hmm. are interested because that kind of goes into a lot more detail on the story, kind of not the story, but the journey we went on from when I started my business to kind of regaining that balance. But this isn't all negative because in a way, stepping out of those relationships is needed to create space for the new relationships Mm -hmm. that come along when you start a business. Making friends in business, connecting with other people. Oh my gosh, what a (laughs) can of worms. How has your experience been changed by being young or younger, I should say? Yeah, so it's quite daunting at first. Mm. You sort of go into it knowing that everybody is going to be that bit older than you. They're sort of in their 30s or late 20s. They're perhaps a bit more, well, quite probably quite a lot more established than you are. And you walk into a room full of adults is what it feels like at the time. And yeah. you've, I just felt so much mentally younger, even though I was confident in what I was doing. It's still that doubt in your mind of, are they going to notice that I am much younger than they are and are they going to take me seriously? Mm. Which I haven't, it was always a mind thing. When I've actually got there, perfectly nice. They yeah. don't really comment, well, they don't comment on it to my face anyway. Um, <laughs> Apart from the whole, you're how young? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you believe it? I can't it? believe it. everybody, look. <laughs> you're like, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so I've, for a self-confidence point of view, when I was younger, it was hard. But now there's less of that there's no age attached to who you are. Like I have friends who are over 30, under 30, like forties, mm. fifties. There's none of that. There's nothing to gauge that age anymore. It's just, you're in a business, you own a small business. So do they, that's your common interest. Your age yeah. isn't your, com- there's not yeah, yeah, an emphasis yeah. on that. That's not a common thing for you anymore. Yeah. Because when you're in school, it's like, this is your age and this is what's appropriate for you at that age. It's so interesting to me that you've kind of recognized the two sides of that though, Mm. because I would completely agree. I've got no evidence at all that my age has negatively impacted my ability to build relationships and connections. But it definitely does come into play in your mind. Yeah. And I think for me, really weirdly, it comes down to knowing that I haven't got as much in common Mm -hmm. with people as maybe some people would. So I know that I'm not married. Yeah. I know that I don't have kids. I know that I don't own a house. And a lot of the conversations sometimes where you're kind of getting to know each other is around that. And sometimes I worry like, oh my gosh, am I really showing my age by talking about, you know, like (laughs) what my personal life is like or like what I get up to at the weekends. But more often than not, I mean, not even more often than not, people don't care. No. It's such an exciting thing that age doesn't matter. No, they just want to connect to you on a social level, but they don't care what that social level is, whether you are married or not. And if, if it, you've got it in common, that doesn't matter. There's yeah. always something else. Yeah, you're not friends with someone because you're like, well, we're both homeowners in the Kent <laughs> area, so therefore we're besties. Like, <laughs> it was destined to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's weird when you're on the other side of it. Yeah. You kind of care about that stuff. Yeah, but they're things they wouldn't even notice. Mm. It's just because you're 
out of that bit that you pick up on it. But I'm sure there's other things that they're perhaps they're like, oh, I'm not as young. I haven't started my business until I'm 45. Is that right for me? Like there's always two ends of the spectrum. 100%, 100%. And there's such a, yeah, exactly like you've touched on there, an opposite conversation to this, where actually a lot of the time when I speak to people who are starting a business, you know, when they're a bit older, mm. they experience a very similar thing where they maybe don't feel like there's space for them or they don't quite know yeah. what to say or how to show up because it feels like they're the one that's out of the loop or yeah. they're the one that doesn't fit in. But something that I love about kind of the friends that I've made through business is they're so much more diverse mm-hmm. than friends that I've made elsewhere. Yeah. Because friends that you make in school, you know, you're all the same age. Yeah. Or friends that you make in your social groups, you're all kind of the same, you know, from the same place or similar in terms of what your background looks like. Yeah. But the friends that I've made within business are so diverse, you know, particularly probably in terms of age would be the main thing to highlight in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's such an exciting thing to get that opportunity yeah. to almost build relationships that aren't at all about, you know, we are the same age and we are the same person and we have the same interests. But more actually, genuine. we connect over something yeah. and the differences are what makes that relationship brilliant. Mm-hmm. Would that be true for you? Yeah, I find that they're a lot more genuine now. So you can go, like, it's when you're friends in school, that's because you're all on the same level, they're there. Like, the people of your age doing your lessons are all there. Be mm-hmm. friends with them. It's readily available. Whereas when you're self-employed, you have to get out there. You have to make the friends. You have to make that conversation. Yeah. And usually you're going to connect with the people who are a lot more interested in the things you like so you're going to go you're going to gravitate towards them and then your friendships are so much more genuine because mm. you've crafted them from nothing essentially yeah you wouldn't come across in any other way other than reaching out and making that first bit of contact yeah and you kind of step back and you're like oh my gosh if I'd have met you on the street we would never be friends yeah <laughs> but look how well we get on yeah it's the best thing ever yeah and I think something that's worth noting within that is that doesn't happen overnight no I don't know if you found this but when I first started my business for at least a year, actually, I didn't really know anyone mm-hmm. because I think I just looked at everyone else who had all these business friends and thought, wow, they just woke up with them. Yeah. They just found each other on Instagram and it went from there. Yeah. But I think I've learned a lot over the years about finding community, mm-hmm. you know, especially when running a business is quite isolating, actually comes down to taking a lot of action yeah. and putting yourself out there. But it's like your first day of school. Mm. You turn up and you've got the friends who are already friends with somebody and you're looking at them like, well, you don't you don't know the situation. You're like, well, how did they become friends so quickly and why do I not have any? I'm here on my first day. Yeah. But then it just takes that day or a couple of days to build that up. Mm. And then you're suddenly all on the same wavelength. Mm. Do you find when it comes to networking, such a gross word for it, but <laughs> connecting with other people or going mm-hmm. to events or meeting up with, you know, groups of people, do you notice your age playing a role in kind of how you feel? When you show up, is there an element of imposter syndrome at all that you oh, experience? Oh, imposter syndrome. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I always have that level of, when I first in, well, somebody gets in contact with me to come to an event or I see a networking event, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to go for that. That sounds great. Mm. I book it. And then instantly the self-doubt kicks in. Come and I'm on. like, <laughs> am I worthy of going to this? Like there was a creative business networking event and it was great. But I booked myself into it and then I was like, wait am I creative business? And I suddenly started having all these doubts as to whether I was right there or whether I was the right person that they wanted. So I ended up messaging them and I'm like, this is what I do. Do I fit in? And they're like, 100% you fit in. You just, Mm. a while ago, I needed that affirmation that I am welcome in those spaces where when I've booked, I have that instant amount of self-doubt. Yeah. Whereas now it's not so much there. It is a little bit on the drive there. But then once I get there, I went to the Chloe's event up in Winchester a couple of months ago 
And I was quite daunted. I was going with my friend, so I knew that they were going to be there. But you sort of walk in and you think, wow, but there was loads of young people there. Mm. And it was really surprising. Mm. So I don't actually know how old Chloe is, but I assume she's young. 20-something. 20-something. <laughs> I mean, she's one of my good friends. I couldn't tell you our age. Yeah, but I think I it think... attracted similar ages. Yes. Yeah, and that's even worth saying, you know, even though I said, oh, you know, sometimes I feel quite like I'm the odd one out. There's a lot of circles that I'm in where I'm like, wow, we are all young business owners. Yeah. And that's a really positive thing that there's so much out there that brings you together mm-hmm. with other people who get it. Yeah. Because I do think there's quite a unique, ex- you know, everyone thinks their experience is unique, don't they? Like I'm not going to sit there and be like, my experience is so different. But there is something about starting a business young that I think is quite isolating sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, starting a business in itself is quite isolating. Yeah. It is you, yourself and you. But it's an extra little hurdle Doing all to be things. younger. and Yeah, like feeling like, you've chosen a different path to a lot of people Mm -hmm. feeling like you've chosen a different path to what people wanted for you Mm. that's a whole topic in itself (laughs) can only you know only really adds to all the feels that are already going on yeah when you run your business yeah something that I'm curious about for you is the Mm -hmm. fact that your husband husband no boyfriend 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 sorry sorry to shame sensitive (laughs) I think you thought you were why did I think you were your husband Sorry. Um, I was like looking for your hand before I asked that question. I was like, she's hiding it. I don't know. Um, your boyfriend mm. is also self-employed. Yes. Right? He does his own thing. Yeah. What does that look like to be with someone, again, on the theme of kind of starting a business young and relationships? Yeah. How has that been? How is the fact that you're both business owners? Well, it's funny because we both finished college at the exact same time. So I met him in the second year and he was already doing, he was doing a diploma in media and I was doing a diploma in photography. Mm. So we both came fresh out of college thinking, well, what next? Yeah. Then it was, well, you get that kind of element. Like I had it when I left was, is self-employment the right route? Everybody else seems to be going the secure route. Mm -hmm. Mine doesn't feel very secure. Yeah. So we both had this kind of phase where he worked at Next for a little while, I had a job, but then we both realised this just isn't, this isn't what we want to do. He Mm. was so passionate about what he does. He knew what he wanted to do. And he had a friend who's still his friend now and they're doing a lot of business stuff together this year. And he's also self-employed and they've been friends for a really, really long time. So he always had him to talk to about it, which was really nice. Yeah. So as our relationship like grew, we've been together nearly six years now and we've been self-employed the entire time. It's mm. only got stronger. Like we've been able to, it's nice to go home and have the same issues in terms of your admin and your organisation. Yeah. And like we're both not polar opposites, but quite opposite in the way we approach business. He's yeah. a lot more creative and that's the only thing he can focus on in that side of things and he finds the admin like a complete bore. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, okay, I want to wear all of the hats. <laughs> I can do admin and I can do my accounts yeah, yeah. and I can do the photography too. You're such a yes woman. Yeah. <laughs> But for us, for us, it just works. Like, I really enjoy us both being self-employed because we come mm. across the same bits slightly at different times, but we're both very relatable in what we do. Yeah. And it's good that we're both in like a creative field. Mm. I think it takes a certain couple yeah. to both be able to be self-employed yeah. and be together. Yeah, Talking all of, of the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Chloe is getting so much airtime in this episode, but her and her partner, Ben, both run their own businesses. Yeah. And any time that I spend time with them I always just say to my guys I don't know how you do it oh, really <laughs> but I also get how when I think you're the right kind of people for it yeah it's got real benefits yeah and obviously having someone there who gets it yeah and when you come home and just go it has been the worst day ever mm-hmm. 
but it also looks like it's been the best day ever. Someone who can get that. Someone gets what it's like. Experience is like, okay, that's very right. And when you have similar goals that you're working towards, like even just the personal side of it, like we both love traveling. We both know that our, the way we work needs to be able to afford that. And that's something we both mutually have in common. Mm. So we're on the same wavelength in that way. We know that, okay, well, I'm not going to see you for a week because I'm away doing this, but this is how that's going to fund the things we want to do in the future together. Yeah. So there's that level of on the same page in the business sense and the personal. So there's a kind of a bit more like wiggle room with Mm. understanding. And for people in your life that don't run their own businesses, Mm. are those still relationships that are quite core to you or are you more so surrounded by people who get it? More so, there's a lot of people who just get it now. Like Mm -hmm. I'm at that point where my parents are still self-employed, my sister's self-employed. So it's kind of just... wow. Everybody I know yeah. is self-employed. It's funny because as much as I sat down with you thinking, yeah, we've had the same experience. We've had opposite experiences. Yeah. Because the only people that I know that are self-employed are people that I know within business. Yeah. But it's really interesting that actually that narrative was quite normal to you. Yeah. Would you say? It was my whole, like pretty much my whole childhood was yeah. parents being self-employed. Whereas to make the friends side of it was harder like you had the family and you knew that they were always there but Mm. then to step out of that and think right I need to find my own circle of self-employed people yeah that was the next hurdle in doing that and now like you've got I've gone through the waves there's been some good self-employed people that I've met some that I just don't gel with and that's fine Mm. but now I feel like I've really got a good core of people that I can connect with every day and Mm. they're always there they're always supportive and stuff like that so it's definitely made a big difference to have two groups. You've got the family side of it and the friends side of it. Yeah. I don't think I could survive without my friends that have no clue about business. Do you think? Because it just forces me to not care that much. Yeah. Like I went for drinks the other night with a couple of, two of my best friends and they just don't, they, they're proud of me. They think it's interesting. <laughs> they know a couple of things about it, but they've muted me on Instagram stories. Oh. They have never once listened to this podcast and as humbling in a, some challenging way that is, I find for me it helps because it's a space where I'm just not known for what I do and mm-hmm. that's not my identity and that's not what I'm allowed to talk about all the time. Yeah. And it kind of forces me to create a narrative outside of that. Yeah, it's nice. So I would think if I was in your position, I'd be like, can someone just not run a business? Please? Yeah. Like, Hello, yeah. someone have an employed life. But obviously that's like, you've said something that really works for you. Yeah, I enjoy being around self-employed people. I think... Mm. I try I, on the spot. I'm not very good at thinking of people. Like I just go completely mind blank on who my friends are. But and I always do that, and then I make it sound like I have no friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, guys, I promise I have friends, but saying that I promise I have friends and not giving <laughs> you examples of friends makes it sound like I don't have friends. I have self-employed friends, but there's only three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, there is a bigger group. Just Heather, remember, Emily. <laughs> yeah. Emily, will you be my friend? <laughs> I've got a kind of a final thing within this conversation starter yeah. that might. It just be my experience, but I'm interested to hear if it's yours as well. And you can probably hear in my voice oh, no. some reluctance <laughs> because I I don't want to offend or upset anyone with this, but it's something that interests me. Okay. I sometimes find being young in business, I hold back from really sharing when I'm with maybe people that are a little bit older mm-hmm. that it's going well because oh, okay. sometimes I've had reactions where it feels like I annoy them Right. Because I'm younger than them. Yeah. And I've got maybe a measure of success that they are aspiring to. Yeah, that's interesting. Am I alone in that? Uh, no, I wouldn't say you're alone. I'm a lot more hesitant with people that I first meet of talking how my business is going. Mm. I would much rather hear how other people's, which is silly because to hear what other people's, how their business is going 
they had to open up at one point, but I'm a lot more hesitant yeah. to tell them well, yeah, how no well it's running. Into a conversation. I say no one. Some people, some people do. do. <laughs> <laughs> I would not go into conversation like, let me just tell you about how other things are going. But I guess even when someone makes a comment on it, there's mm. always something that flags off in me like, oh, like... It's a bit uncomfortable. Cause, yeah. Because I... Age to me doesn't define your ability to be successful. Yeah. But I think for some people, oh man, I feel like someone's going to get upset at this. Please don't be upset at me for this. There's a, I don't know, a not a pride thing, but a, I should be able to have that success because they're younger than me. Yeah. And then I sometimes feel a bit weird about talking about things that are going on. Yeah. Because I think, oh, maybe it's going to... Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Way. But then I don't, they wouldn't feel uncomfortable talking about it in front of younger people with worry that they'll not feel good enough, I think. Mm. It's the same boat, but just the opposite way around. Yeah, I guess it's that weird expectation. And I don't think it comes from anyone else, but probably just my head. Yeah. That being young means that it's kind of surprising if you yeah. do well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I've seen a certain instance where perhaps you've said, I'm only this age and people have gasped. I know. And it's like, well, well you're still very good at what you do. So I don't see it as a, because obviously like we're like a similar age. I don't see it as, oh, well, look at me. Alice has got it all sorted and she's X years younger than me. I don't see it as that. Mm. I see it as that age isn't a factor in it. You're working your business and you're doing really well. Well done you. Yeah. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing well in somebody else's eyes. Mm. Well done me. Like, it's just, a, I just don't like where age comes into it. Yeah. As being a measure of you can earn this much when you're this old and you're only allowed to earn this much because you'll threaten somebody else if mm. you. Yeah, I found it really interesting I think I found it more when I was kind of the 17 18 19 mark I don't think now it's as much of a thing because there's so many people you know our age mm. running businesses we're not unique here um but I do remember reaching a point where I was like I'm so bored of being successful for an 18 year old right I was like I just want to be successful yeah like I'm done with it being impressive yeah because I'm young yeah I want to just stand in my own right mm. but obviously that is a conversation starter all in itself. Mm, yes. And I feel like there's a lot more we can uncover within <laughs> starting a business young and all of the the joy, the challenges mm. and the perks. Yes. That it brings up. Yeah. To end this conversation starter, if someone is listening and they are a young, however they want to define young as, yep. person starting a business and they are maybe not thinking because I don't think you do think when you're starting a business about how it's going to impact your relationships or people around mm -hmm. you or how you're going to stay connected to a community because you're just thinking about starting a business yeah what would be kind of an encouragement or I guess like word of wisdom about how to go about that the best way and I guess stay mm. supported because mm. I feel like you come across as very supported yes in a good way yeah even saying that I was like maybe that's a bad thing I was like how is that a bad thing <laughs> like supported is we it's all a good need thing. support yeah how did you find your support Get yourself out there as much as you think it's uncomfortable to go out there and approach these people and you might look at them through the, the age side of things or how successful their business is. Ultimately, it all just boils down to you're both self-employed. That's mm. that's your thing in common. That's what it should be about. Don't worry about how much they're earning or how old they are or how they got there. Yeah. Just focus on the fact that you want to build a relationship with that person and just go for it. Yeah. You're, you're the only person holding yourself back. You're the only person with that thought of... They're older than me. I can't yeah. connect with them. And at the end of the day, people don't care. No. And, they and don't... if they do, then <laughs> yeah, they're they not the you. ones. <laughs> or I mean, I would say like people sometimes do care because they like to react about age. And that's fine. You know, it's a 
compliment and it's very kind. But also you don't have to tell people. Yeah. You don't have to lead with it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to shake hands. And Hi, I'm Heather. Uh, did you know I've started my business at 19? Uh, I know, young. <laughs> Save your reactions. <laughs> like, you are you yeah. and people will see you for that. But if it makes you more comfortable for that not to be the thing. Don't draw attention to it. Crack on. Yeah. People are chill. Yeah. Keep being young. We're not going to be young business owners at some point. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> There's me being like, I want to be known for my success, not my age. And then I'm going to be like 30 and be like, I'm successful for a 30 year old. <laughs> like forever clinging on to my youth. Like, uh. Heather, you've prepared some quick five questions for us. Yes, well, I've got two. Okay. So I've got one personal related one. Yep. And one business related one. Okay. What would you like to start with? Well, you're having to answer them too. Yeah. So you start with the one that you want to answer the most. I think let's start with business. Okay. Oh, mine kind of just transitions from what we spoke about, but your best piece of advice that you've ever been given business wise. Oh, I hate questions like these. <laughs> Not in a way of like, I hate you. <laughs> I just, I hate anything that's like the best. Okay. Because there's something in me that flags up that's like, I need to spend 25 minutes mapping out everything I could ever answer to find the best. I'll say, I always Something reframe that stuck it. Something with like, you. Yeah, <laughs> such an annoying answer. Because I'm like, <laughs> let me just change your question so that I feel better about it. <laughs> a great piece of advice that I've been given. I can't remember where this would have come from because I feel like I hear it everywhere. But I think just the idea that you have to keep going mm-hmm. and you just have to start and you just have to take action. I find nothing more frustrating than the narrative that you can sit back and allow your business to grow through doing one thing or hoping for something or waiting. Mm. Like my business has been built because of a bloody crazy amount of hard work and consistency and showing up and taking action and not knowing what the right next step was, but just doing something. Yeah. And I always take myself back to that when I feel like I'm wanting to give up. I'm like, Nana, keep going, keep pushing in. And I've, had so much evidence over the years that that is the key for me mm-hmm. and for my business to to finding success. Do you even now find yourself slipping back into the Bo's mindset of, I just want to pause. This will carry on by itself? Yeah, and I know that I could. Yeah. Like, I've built a business where, I guess if I really wanted to, I could scale back a bit mm-hmm. and I could probably work a bit less and I could probably be a bit more chilled out. <laughs> And I could probably spend more time doing things that aren't working and that's fine. But for me, I'm building this business so I can see the maximum that I can do in terms of impact and in terms of growth. So right now I'm just in the mindset of like, just keep pushing. Mm -hmm. But I don't mean that advice to be like, hustle, hustle, hustle. You need to work 22 hours a day to run a successful business. Have the balance. Yeah, but I just think, know that it's gonna take a lot of consistency and action. Never expect that action is going to feel like the right thing to do until you do it. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've never waited to do something until it feels like the perfect thing. Yeah. I just had enough of a gut instinct that maybe it might be and I've done it and then be like, oh, okay, yeah, that was. Yeah. You'll just spend forever waiting. Yeah. If you wait for the perfect moment, no, there's never a perfect time. If you never feel exists. it, do it. Yeah. So like someone said like the best time to do something was when you first thought of it and the yeah. second best time to do it is now. Yeah. So crack so on, my friend. Do it. How about you? Um, well, mine is something that I've been told for like quite a while, mm-hmm. but it only recently clicked. Okay. 
And that is like, no one else is you. Like you might look at other business owners and think, oh, they're doing so well. Like people who are doing similar to you. Yeah. Oh, they're doing so well. How are they doing it? Oh, I'll try and work how they're working and follow their schedule or copy their pricing. Not that I've done either of those things, but that's what I've heard. Got a confession to make. <laughs> Guilty. Um, no, it's something that I've seen happen to people where they've just ripped off someone's content because they think, well, that's working for them and I'm going to yeah. do that. Yeah. But you are you. You're you're you are who is selling your business. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so important to just be you. Yeah, because that's what people are going for, especially in like the service-based industries and stuff like that. So true. I think it's Lola Hode that says the quote of "You are you, and that is your power." Mm-hmm. And as so true. Cringe as I found that when I first heard it, not from her. I think I saw it posted somewhere a few years ago. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, "Yep, that." that's being in business and that's so so true for service-based businesses like you've said yeah I think the second that we realize that that's the thing that makes it successful yeah is the second that a you start feeling like less of a fraud yeah and b you know you start going your own way yeah and everything gets better when you do things your own way everything will just suddenly click and turn for you so like when I realized that then I started thinking and putting stuff out on social media that was genuinely me I started sharing stuff from my life that before I was a bit more like well what if that person doesn't like it but actually now it's like well that's me Mm -hmm. that's who I am if you don't like it then so be it okay (laughs) okay bye see you later and it's just about being you and sharing what is you Mm. and people will like that and then you'll attract the right kind of people 100% not the surface level Mm. nana it's like the song I did it my way Oh, the one's like, I did it my... I love that you exactly. weren't going to sing and then you probably just knew yeah, that no. she will sing. <laughs> <laughs> the prompt of that song. If I hinted it enough, she will go for it. <laughs> love that. All right, what's the personal question? I'm interested. Oh, it's just a bit fun. Desert Island, three luxuries. Ooh, a great question. All right, number one, without a doubt, lip balm. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I'm still struggling over here, but I haven't <laughs> licked my lips this whole episode. Nice. Thank you very much. Well what's your first one? Now, it's a little bit odd, because I thought, when I wrote this down, I was like, oh, well, this is going to need another thing. But actually, no. I would take, and now that's what I call music, CD, to prompt me for songs, just so I can pick up my mood a little bit, have a little sing song and a little dance. Okay. The magic of singing and dancing, to me, is a big part of my life. Okay. So I think that could, I wouldn't need to take the CD player, because obviously I wouldn't have power. Yeah. I think that could just prompt me to think, be happy. I really like that. Keep the mood up. Well done. What would my second be? Have I got water? Are there um, luxuries? These are they? luxuries. Okay. Yeah. I, you've got the sea. You can't drink sea water, can you? Well, if you're desperate, you could. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> but anyway, these are luxuries. I'm <laughs> arguing survival techniques now. I don't know what I'm talking about. Number two would have to be a Kindle. Can I do that? Yeah. Have I got power? Let's just say no. it's got infinite power, shall okay. we? Okay. Oh, same- that would have changed all my answers. <laughs> But it's taken the CD player. It's my podcast. I'm going to have to allow myself that excuse. Uh, yeah, I take a Kindle from mm. reading number two. What's your number two? Nice. Uh, moisturizer. Oh, yeah. So sort of along the same lines as a lip balm, but... I would just put lip balm all over my body. <laughs> takes like so a little slug. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse than being dry. Yeah, dry skin. It's a pet peeve of mine. So it'd have to be a, like a litre tub of moisturizer. Love that. Love Stay that. supple. Have I got a hairband? Yeah. Is that a luxury? Can I, have I already got I would one? say your hair's already up. Ooh. Let's just say you landed as you are now. I'm here for that. Thank you very much. My hair's <laughs> up for people that can't see because oh, yeah. this is a podcast. <laughs> My third luxury item would have to be chocolate. 
Oh, we've both ended on food. Yeah, because I just sing, similar to you with music, chocolate always picks me up, always mm. need chocolate. But it would have to be infinite because whatever amount of chocolate there is, I will eat it. Oh, right. I can have one of those huge dairy milk bars, you know, the ones like three pounds when they're on offer. Yeah, yeah. I can do that in a sitting. Oh, wow. Yep, I've got a stomach. Yeah, it would have to be infinite then. What's your food one? Crisps. Okay, what crisps specifically? Oh, see, I tried to be specific when I wrote it, but I ended up just writing crisps. I don't know, I sort of edged towards... A monster munch. You are mental. <laughs> that is a mental but crisp choice. I've not had monster munch in years. Recently a vegan. Not sure if I can have them. So, oh, I don't know. That's like unfortunate. A, maybe original Pringle, but they're very salty. Yeah, and if you're drinking the Could sea be salt, awful. Mate, you are going to be salt. <laughs> Good job I've got the moisturiser. Very true. Mm. Can't drink that though, can you? Mm. Can't put that in your mouth. But yeah, no, not, not specific on the crisp. Just, Just crisp. anything. I love that. Whatever they drop from the sky, I'm happy with. I'm a sweet, you're a savoury. What a way to end the episode. Destined to be. Thanks for joining me, Heather. That's okay, thanks for having me. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Yeah, it's been nice. <laughs> Don't know, I've gone so formal at the end when I literally started the episode by talking about licking the microphone. <laughs> what a pivot. What a pivot. The highs, the lows. This podcast has it all. Mm. Truly. True. What are you going to have for dinner tonight? Oh, absolutely no idea. I thought you'd say absolutely nothing. I was like, sad, sad <laughs> life. They might do a curry. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. A vegan it's sort curry. Of a, just, yeah, it's just a case of looking in the cupboards. Mm. I don't really foreplan. Is that what they say? Foreplan? Is that what <laughs> Pre-plan. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's two words put together. Mm. I don't necessarily pre-plan my meals. Okay. Foreplan. So, I mean, it makes sense because it's like four... Yeah. The other it's four the before. words. The before. Pre, <laughs> pre the main event. Yeah. It makes sense. I kind of feel a bit icky now, like yeah. I'm kind of shivering. I should have just said pre-plan. Oh. But it would just be a case of opening up the cupboards and seeing what's in there. What about you? Brilliant. Well, I've seen Chloe say, oh yeah, anything could happen. Any, what a joy. What a joy. What a privilege it is Yeah. to be able to just think, I don't know what I'm going to eat tonight, but I know I'm going to eat. That's the main thing. Like genuinely. As long as you do have dinner. Oh. Three meals that. a day, everyone. <laughs> Um, sometimes a two. But anyway, no one cares about my eating habits. <laughs> enough information for anyone involved. <laughs> Whoever is listening, please send us a DM and tell us what you're going to have for dinner. Oh, yes, please. Even if you've just had dinner. want to know what you're having for tomorrow's dinner. Mm. Only dinner's allowed. It's an important meal. Some people say tea. Oh, I always say dinner. I'd say either, if I'm honest. Uh, tea. I just always think of cups of tea. Let's have a little bit of tea. A little bit of tea. It's a bit, I imagine it's going to be quite small. Yeah, just like a little if it's dinner, I'm like, bite size mm, hearty. You'd get yourself into a dinner, like you'd get involved yeah. with a dinner, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, Yummy. I, I can't wait for my dinner now. <laughs> I'm just very hungry now. And I hope I don't get to Chloe's and she's decided to go on a health kick and not oh, have a no. nice dinner. She's got a salad me. prepped for you. She is plant-based, so you guys could chat about oh, that. Oh, besties. She doesn't call herself vegan because she doesn't oh. like the label. Well, nobody ever really knows what plant-based is, or else I would have said that. Well, you can pick that up now. Oh. I've given that to you. Add plant-based. <laughs> Emily, if you could just go back and just edit where she said vegan and just put what she just said plant-based over. Plant-based. <laughs> Love that. I think we're done. Nice. Thanks. Over and out. Over and out.